All right. It's no secret that firearms are a massive part of American culture. They are our history. They are present throughout our society. Firearms arguably made our country. Based upon this obvious observation, there is no reason to ignore the concept and fact that in America's next civil conflict, firearms will be used. They'll be used by governments, by police, military personnel, they'll be used by criminals, and they'll be used by people like you, I assume, who will have to protect yourselves and your families. So this is a prepper episode. We are going over the five types of firearms you should have in your possession before the next civil conflict. Welcome to the Upcoming Revolution Podcast, the most important podcast of our lives and times. I am your host, Kali. Here in this podcast, we discuss the who, what, where, why, and how of America's next civil uprising. All right, in our last episode, I explained the greatest gift our founding fathers ever gave to Americans that came after them. Spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to episode five yet, the greatest gift they gave us was the Second Amendment. It seems like that episode got someone thinking, and in this episode, we're going to answer what is officially the first question this podcast has ever received. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The question was received at the new and admittedly basic podcast website, www.theupcomingrevolution.com. So here's the question. Hello, I'm sort of a prepper and I'm curious to know what kinds of firearms you think someone prepping for a civil uprising should have. Thank you. Aaron, I should probably be leaving out the last name, so Aaron F. So Aaron F., here goes my answer. The bottom line up front is that any firearm you have in your possession is better than having none. But the longer a civil uprising goes on, the number of roles that that firearm needs to be effective at increases. Here's what I mean. Initially, a firearm may be necessary for protection of your family while you're at home, but over time, civil uprisings either stabilize or they don't. They get worse. If all you have is a small pistol, you may run across someone with a rifle, and you will be at a massive range and power disadvantage. It's likely you may need different types of firearm at different times. When civil conflicts do not stabilize, the situation will get desperate for more and more people as they start running out of food and supplies. When they start realizing that government and law enforcement have broken down, they may begin to feel as though they are on their own, and desperate times call for desperate measures. Humans get extremely dangerous when they get desperate. So if you have one firearm, you may need a different type of firearm as criminals start to band together or your threats increase from singular individuals to, say, hordes of individuals. Now, I realize this is all depressing to think about, but, well, that's what this podcast is about. So I'm going to give you my recommendations for the five types of firearms you should consider having within your possession before a civil uprising initiates. This is only about types, not about manufacturers or brands, so you'll have to do your own homework if and when you consider buying. So let's start with the fifth type and count it down to number one. Number five is a starter handgun. I'm going to also call this a backup handgun. I'll call it a backup because it can be smaller than your primary firearm. This is going to be something smaller and more concealable. Its size makes it flexible. 
and needs to be small enough to be kept on your person at any given time. It is a last resort to protect you and your family in an emergency. Make sure it's at least 380 ACP or 9mm even. Those calibers are easy enough to get but will stop most threats that will come for you. Some good examples might be a Ruger 380 Max, Smith & Wesson Shield, Sig Sauer 365, or a Springfield Armory Hellcat. The good news is, this can serve as your primary handgun until you get something else. Number four, the fourth type of firearm you should have is a shotgun. No other firearm makes a point like a shotgun does. Shotguns send a bunch of little pellets at a target at one time and can do a lot of damage extremely quickly. The sound of a pump shotgun alone strikes fear into those on the unfortunate side of it, and curiously, even people who know nothing about firearms recognize the sound of a shotgun being pumped. It's akin to a rattlesnake. Very few Americans have actually seen rattlesnakes, but we all know what they sound like. Shotguns are highly effective when used in defense. They're extremely simple tools and don't really break. They will last a really long time with minimal attention outside of basic maintenance and oil. But they are amazing in their limited roles. You can buy a pump shotgun or spend a little bit more money and get a fancy semi-auto. There are a bunch of inexpensive options from Mossberg or Dickinson that can cost as little as $400. On the flip side, semi-auto brands like Beretta or Benelli can set you back thousands of dollars. Based on the availability of ammo, I'd stick to 12 or 20 gauge. Shotgun shells will normally come in 25 round boxes, so stock up on two or three boxes of each type of ammo, and that should keep you going for a while. The third type of rifles you should have before anything happens is a hunting rifle. Hunting rifles are obviously good for putting food on the table if you need to. Hunting rifles have ranges out to 800 meters on vertically oriented targets or much more based on the caliber and the talent of the shooter. Modern hunting rifles usually require scopes on them nowadays and they don't even have iron sights on them. It's important to note that hunting rifles are the basis of most modern sniper rifles. Bolt action firearms tend to last a really long time with little maintenance. If you treat it right, It'll last long enough to become a family heirloom. Some good, modern, commercial entry-level rifle packages even come with scopes. For under 550 bucks, you can get into the Savage Axis or Ruger American series of rifles. They'll come in various calibers, and you'll have everything you need right from the get-go. Ammo is another story. Some hunting ammo is a bit more scarce than others. Some of the more common ammo types are 308, 270, 243, and 6.5 Creedmoor. Now I tend to recommend ammo that is abundant, so 308 tends to be a great option here. Hunting ammunition is generally sold in 20 round boxes, so keep at least 300 rounds available at any given time. Number two. Number two is the duty handgun or the primary handgun. These are good, full-size handguns. They are usually larger and more comfortable to shoot than a backup gun. Most people will buy this type of firearm first, and unlike a backup handgun, this will be your primary go-to handgun. Because it's larger, shooters tend to be a bit more accurate with them and can reliably engage targets out to 50 meters or so. Go for a 9mm or above. Some other good choices are 40 cal and 45 ACP. Carry what you want, but keep capacity in mind. 
Yes, you can do revolvers, 44 magnums, 357s, but are you comfortable with six rounds before you must reload? I want you to remember that the more ammunition you can fire without reloading, the better. That is the argument for the 9mm. Many 9mm handguns can fire anywhere from 15 to 21 rounds before they must be reloaded. That gives you flexibility. Some good 9mm options include the Glock family of firearms such as the Glock 19, the Glock 17, the Glock 22, or the Glock 23. Other great duty gun choices include the Sig Sauer line, such as the 320, the Ruger American line of pistols, Smith & Wesson M&P line, or any 1911. Your goal should be to keep 500 rounds of ammo available at any time. Alright, the number one firearm type you need to own before any civil conflict arises is, wait for it, the AR-15. And some of you are saying, wait, AR-15, that isn't a firearm type. Yes, you're right, it's not. The AR-15 is a contact or contemporary technology rifle. Some people will call it a sporting rifle. Contact or sporting rifles are semi-automatic detachable magazine firearms that fire intermediate powered rounds and they are at the height of contemporary firearms design. They are fully adjustable, modular, common, simple, and easy to shoot. They bring nearly all modern firearms technology into a single package. So let's just get this out of the way. Yes, you can use other semi-automatic rifles such as the AK-47s, but in America, ammo and parts are easier to get for AR-15s than any other. As long as you understand the pros and cons, you won't be wrong. Go for whatever you want. But for this podcast, I'm going to stick with AR-15s. The reason why is because they are easy to shoot, and the range for AR-15s with an average shooter and optics can extend out reliably to 550 meters. If you could only have one firearm, it should be an AR-15. It can be used for everything from defending your home, defending your property, to hunting smaller game. And luckily you can go for any AR. Some good options are from Smith & Wesson, Colt, Fabrique Nationale, and any of 160 other AR manufacturers. Most ARs tend to be mil-spec, meaning there is a strict standard that the rifles must meet. Because of this, the vast majority of AR-15s made since the 1970s can share some parts with ARs made today. This includes their bolts, magazines, pins, triggers, stocks, and even their hand grips. Feel confident buying at the cheaper end, knowing it's going to work perfectly for your needs. And six full magazines will leave you plenty of flexibility. It doesn't hurt to keep 800 rounds available at any given time. That all said, the one tool you should have is an AR-15. It's versatile and reliable with ammo that is readily available within the United States. So to recap, we went over the five types of firearms you should have in your collection prior to any civil uprising. A backup handgun, a shotgun, a hunting rifle, a full-size duty handgun, and an AR-15. Those are my recommendations. There are no hard, fast rules for this. These are merely one man's opinion. So there you go, Aaron F. Thank you for the question. If anyone else has any questions, please submit them to me at www.theupcomingrevolution.com. Thanks again. I actually had fun making this episode, and I hope these choices made sense to you. All right. I make this podcast because I am a patriot, I fear tyranny, and I love freedom and liberty. 
If you are the same, leave me a question, suggestion, or comment. It all helps this podcast grow, and honestly at this point, every episode is getting better. I hope you stick with me so we can discuss, evaluate, and prepare for America's upcoming revolution. Keep the faith and prepare for the storm.